Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to be my friend, you had better go get a pen. And maybe we can keep in touch like they did in the old days. It wasn't so long ago. Patrick Keenan of the Winter Sounds doing the theme song to Pen Pals right there. You got it. You got it. Yes. Stephen Brody Stevens. R.I.P. Folks, just came up on the second anniversary Mm -hmm. of the passing of a great man. Great comic, yeah. good person. You want to talk about having your own voice, Brody Stevens? Man, um, Rory, yeah, bud. That felt very lighter, Kenny. Um, the live show is on the twenty seventh. That's right. And we have gotten letters for people who are like, "Oh, you know what? This isn't being recorded. Here you go. Here's a letter." Mm-hmm. And also, I hope those people, and not that they have to, right, but. If they want to participate, you know, like we do on the live shows, um, we we get people involved. And right. our goal with this next one is a little experimentation of maybe a little more interaction, mm-hmm. which going into that, we don't know what that looks like or what that even is. But if that's something that excites you, let's all as a group, let's calmly interact. Right. You don't have to talk. We'll but get, you have you got to have the talking stick to yeah. get to talk. Right. <laughs> you have to eat a donut. You have to eat a donut if you're going to talk. Have you ever had coffee out of a styrofoam cup, like church basement style? Yeah, of course. That always styrofoam sick. is not great for the environment. Is it even that good for coffee? How hot can the coffee be if the styrofoam's fine? I don't know. What is styrofoam? What is styrofoam? What is plastic? You know what I mean? Styrofoam has to be made from the worst shit for the world, right? I think all of it. Yeah. Has to be. Do yourself a favor. See if you can eliminate. what. Where are, where are the plastics in your life that you can eliminate? Bottled water? 
I, I know this probably doesn't come as a shock. You can eliminate that. You mm-hmm. can do it. You can mm-hmm. you can do it and go, oh, that's actually pretty easy. Yeah. You can actually save a lot of money by doing it. That's true as well. Rora has something fun for you before we go where we go. We hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Okay. Wow. Wow. Thanks, buddy. We're ready. I know. We're ready for I hope karaoke. everyone I hope it's on the same level we're on because we're fucking fired up and ready. Mm. Especially post show. Yeah. Can you imagine our Oof. first post show? What are we what are we doing? Who wants to do anything? Where are Oof. we going and how Who, many Where's places? anyone going and what are they doing? And honestly, if it's someone's house and they don't even have music, we will go. go. We'll be like, we'll look at somebody <laughs> and be like, Hey, were you at the show? No, man. Where are you going? Yeah. Where are you going? Do you <laughs> have a scrapbook we could all thumb through? Let's like, do I'm, it. I'll take anything. Mm-hmm. McDonald parking lot? You got it. I know it's Saturday night. Do you want to pull the carpet up in your place? Do you want to? Right. Do you want to talk about the wood floors that you are wasting underneath that carpet? Wasting. Rory, this has yeah. folded in on itself in the most beautiful origami way. You're talking about some interstellar type stuff. Yes, dude. I'm knocking books off the wall. <laughs> now, we have gotten covers... Of the theme song, right? Yes. But we have now gotten a remix of the cover. Oh, God. A, oh, hold on. God. It is. Oh, God. You ready for this? Y'all ready yeah. for this? I know. Okay. Okay, here we go. It's so good. This should be our ringtones in our phones. Mm-hmm. Right there. Who sent us this? I'll tell you. Dude, don't you just wish we were at like a gay bar and right? I'd be like, what do you want to drink? What do you want? What do you want? That's good. Wasn't it kinda? That's good. Hi. Did we talk about did we talk about me and John Doerr during no. the Pride Parade? No. Yes. Yes, we yeah, did. checking IDs, double ID checking <laughs> yeah. and how people would do it. Of course. I saw were. a thing on Instagram. <laughs> it was a dude just standing outside of CVS with a lint roller. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this. And as people walked up, he just would do this, and they would do it, and he would like do their <laughs> shoulders and sides, and they would go in, and they weren't doing it like I'll play along. They were doing it like, oh, this it's is an official thing. thing. Yeah. And he, as soon as he would let roll them, he didn't do like you go, all right, and they would go, and the next person would just walk up and just do it. Because here's the uh, thing, people. That's how the insurrection started. <laughs> Groups like, like people are hard to deal with, but a person. Is very malleable. Very malleable. Yeah. Yes. Uh, here, I'm going to read. And I just, don't know that word, nor can I spell it. Re- here we go. Here we go. <laughs> M-A-L-I. Hi. Here is a remix of the lovely acoustic cover played last week. Thank you, 
Rin. Now that is a person who's like, I'm not coming in with anything. I don't. I just, I'm, I like I'm not show. here for this. Right. I'm not. I don't even like the show. Right. I, I, my roommate <laughs> plays your show I, I too much. It. I studied music. Right. <laughs> I'm neither a penny nor a paller. I don't a, want. I'm a. I'm a punt. I don't. I, I had to ask. Right. For this email address, I don't want to send you this. I don't. <laughs> I wrote hi because I don't give a fuck about which one of you is supposed to go first. I don't even care I don't which one care. of you reads this. I, I don't care that that's a thing for you guys. You know what else I do? I don't wish you guys well. I none I of this matters. I to don't. Me. And Mm-mm. if you never play this, I don't care. I don't care about that either. That I, would honestly, all of that would work on me, and I'd be like, you know what? We should play it. <laughs> all of that reverse psychology would work on me so easily. Right. I wasn't an only child. I never saw anybody die. Yeah. I have nothing to talk to you guys about. Yeah. I, yeah. I've never been to a Cracker Barrel. I don't, I don't, I don't like, like food. food conversations. No. Um, hi, here's God, a remix just... of the lovely acoustic cover played last week. And I'm going to say this to Rin. First of all, never heard that name in my life. Love it. It's great. I think that song bangs a little bit. That's a it's little bit a, of a it's banger. A banger. It's a banger, folks. It's a banger. Like, it's a real banger. Like, yeah. Here's what I'm gonna do. And because of the fact that I have someone so wonderful in my life named Lissa, mm-hmm. she won't let me forget this. When we are doing any sort of after hang, right? Like, let's say, just be for, I love these, and this will happen. Let's say we're at secret group again. We're doing a live pen pals. And then afterwards, they're doing one of their like DJ shows. This is when our world's really back. And, and everybody's in there. I'm going to slide this track in. And only we and the people who came to the show are going to really know what's happening. And everybody else, I guarantee you, will just keep dancing. They will. 100%. They will. Slide it in. I'm going to. I love that we are constantly trying to get DJs to play these things. Right. We're trying to be like, just throw it in. Just throw it on. Throw the theme song on. See what happens. I ended up DJing an after party at a comedy festival. It was all by accident. I like commandeered this like booth stuff that they had left out and just started slowly. And I frog and frying panned it. Like I started out with like music. Like, oh, that was pretty good. And then I would get like deeper and deeper, like 90s R&B cuts. And yeah, literally over the course of like an hour and a half, by the end, I had every it just turned into a full on dance party. Yeah, and then the festival. Uh, that was that like, means you did it. You, you oh, had a natural, a natural like, knack. They were like, "Could you uh, next year if you come back to the festival? Would you want to like do that again?" I go, "No," and they go, "You don't want to do that." I go, "No, I'll do it again." But what I'm telling you is, none of it's promoted. You don't tell people yeah. that that's happening. And <laughs> yeah, if I yeah, end yeah. up just playing music for, by myself for an hour, fine. But yeah, never have. To, he's like, "Well, I think I it'd be do better." Do not to know what it. I'm doing. No, I. Uh. Uh-uh. I shouldn't be at this festival. Yeah, that's how I always feel. I should not be here. Mm-mm. I should be eating. So anyway, you thanks, Rim, for sending that in. You want to go? Yeah, you of course go. I want to do. You want to go? Dude, you, you think go. I want to go? You want to go? Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. And let's go to the letters. And now you can stop holding your breath. No, no, keep holding. <laughs> Dear Dan and Rory. I'll take it. Ooh, somebody hit a whammy. This one's from way back. This is one of those I can't remember if we've done it or not. 
God, I can't wait for the day we do that. We, I, I bet we have. And I, and, and have different opinions. Well, yeah, like, we take a total when different when we first had it. You should stay well, with him. Of course him. quit your job. But stay with him. Job. That is the guy <laughs> for you. <laughs> that is the guy. <laughs> you, you are in the wrong. Dear Dan and Rory, hello mm-hmm. to you, my two favorite cackling idiots in the world. In just under a month, I will be returning to the homeland of the good old U.S. of A. after just over eight years of living in Asia for a year. Huh. Wait. Oh, <laughs> and then Europe for the last seven years. I was oh, okay. like, this person <laughs> hates math. No, Rory, I, you and I go to the same place. We're like, have I accidentally read a riddle? <gasps> Have I, am I? This is my confidence level. When I read that, I go, "Is did I? Am I dumb?" <laughs> <laughs> I immediately give them higher status. Of course. <laughs> While I have returned periodically over the years, I feel as though it would be a safe bet to say that I have spent somewhere between forty-five to sixty days total in the states. My question for you is this: Love it when they get to the question. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't get to the question right out of the gate. Get into it. They they set it up and then they go, "Here we go." Mm-hmm. What do you spare. believe has changed the most about the U.S. since 2012? A lot of obvious answers there. Let's try to dig deeper than that, folks. I'm saying that. For example, example: When I left, Obama was literally just reelected, and people actually used taxis rather than Derek's Nissan Sentra to get home drunk from a bar. It feels like a lifetime ago that I was living the American dream. Also, I just learned that Jimmy Kimmel is hosting Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Is that They say, is that true? I'm also, is that true? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yes, it's true. I would love your input on what things I will need to know to sur- survive in the land of the free home of the gravy. And for full disclosure, I am actually moving to Alaska, <laughs> which I think will be a good America starter kit in a way. I'll probably just be spending my time hopping in Ubers to get away from bears or something. Love the show and everything that you do. Sincerely, Ron Trimbath. P.S. I actually wrote into the show a while ago. The one written poorly on the cutting board cut into the state of Illinois. You inspire me to keep following my dreams once I'm done with my current employment, and I am working to do just that. Thank you. And the other town I marked on the board is Mascuda. 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 My dad lives there and is how I imagine Rochelle is in so many ways. Take care. You ever been there? You know Mascuda? Nope. And you never will. Hell no. And that's your promise to the show. Yep. Um, first off, Alaska, probably a good starter kit. More Canada than it is yeah. America. Well, you can kind of ease into the culture. It's a whole other thing up there. John seems to be Probably a it. lot of meth, a lot of Trumpers, uh, I assume. John loves it. Uh, Have you talked to him John, about it? Does he love it? Yes. He's out there walking on glaciers and shit. There's like no COVID. Yeah, because there's nobody, and there there's nobody. And, it's spread uh, out. He he gets to go down to the local and watch That's his great and watch his hockey games, watch his uh, san- senators bullshit with old timers. Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel. Mm-hmm. So crazy to be like oh, I left. Obama was just reelected. That is so bizarre. That's like a Twilight Zone kind of a weird time warp yeah, that that person stepped into. Um. What do you believe has changed the most about the U.S. since 2012? Here's what I, I, I that my brain goes to the immediate things of like, well, well, the the people uh, can go into the Capitol whenever they want. Um, what do you what do you think has changed that isn't the what feels like maybe obvious? Well, answers. What like, we're what's doing, something like deeper. What we're doing right now, like people's communication, 
Ooh, and this is already deeper. And it's like meta. Never going away. Yeah. Because we've gotten so accustomed. Like, like I felt I feel like when the when cell phones first came out, right? People were like, Well, yeah, you just text somebody something. And then you know, if you got to call them to say you're on your way, like that's it pretty much. You're not having like conversation. I'll see you in a little bit. Yeah. And then it became where like entire relationships would exist and I still hate texting like and if we're having an important conversation like I'll try to be like conscious if I feel like the other person is doing a better like it's more comfortable for them to be writing this and having time between messages but like for the most part I'm like no just fucking we need to talk and I think that like FaceTime and Zoom and for the weirdos that are doing like the Microsoft teams or whatever like have become so integrated right that like in the past couple of weeks i know of at least one i bet i could think of two more i've had zoom or facetime meetings that a year ago would have been a phone call and no one would have thought any different of it but now yeah. i'm like well if we're taking the time to have this meeting Let's look at each other and actually have a meeting. Let's talk. Yeah. To let's see each right. other and let's actually have. And it and it is so much more better than a phone call, even yeah. if one of the persons is in the car. And so I think that that is not going to go away, right? Like we could see a world where we're getting to do live in-person pen pal shows that are pretty much exactly like the episode we're doing right now. And still maybe once every two or three months, we do the type of show we're going to do on the 27th of March where it's like, right. well, this is different. Like, and we don't have to go anywhere and it's an hour and right. a half and we're both in town and we, and we, and maybe it'll, you know, or we'll, it probably will shift to like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays because weekends will either be on the road or we'll be on a festival or we'll be like, well, it's the weekend. And I was gone the last weekend. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I think that this form of communication that didn't exist in 2012 is going to, Stay is going to be the like the a new, very strong branch of, we're seeing talking and seeing people. Yeah, I think for sure. Um, you know those sort of changes that the pandemic has caused, where where people have gone. Oh, our company doesn't actually need to pay rent and operate out of yeah, this we don't building. Need a building. We need a floor. the building doesn't actually make sense. Right. Everyone can work remotely. I think there's going to be a lot more people working, uh, remotely. Which I think for some will be probably mentally healthier, and for others it will be they might get the, out of that line of work because they actually enjoy the company and social aspect of being we, at work and around other people. That's you us. Know? I'm, I, yeah, it's our, it's our, what we do. Um, it's so, it's so crazy because it seems like so long ago. I mean, we're talking about almost a decade in a country that has been through such a turbulent time of. Uh, um, I would say something that has changed. This actually feels like an obvious uh, answer, even though I was the one saying not to do it. But on like a socio-political sort of level, something that has changed is the awareness of something that has actually we've come to learn maybe has never changed. And that is the uh, level of, of welcomed oppression and mm-hmm. alienation. I, I think for me personally, I, I didn't know in 2012 the the 
the amount of evil <laughs> lurking. I didn't understand that there were people who didn't understand the basic support of those less fortunate and those in need and those that are different than you. I kind of thought that we were smarter as people. I think I at least have discovered as a straight white man that, oh, that the, the, just because I sit here and I go, well, I don't, I'm not racist and I'm not, I don't, I, I support everybody. It's, I think I've come to the realization that that's actually not enough because there are so many people who you would assume uh, are more open-minded mm-hmm. and they aren't. And I think it's it's devastating to learn over the course of 10, almost 10 years that we are still such a, such a divided country with a lot of hatred. So and it's much. very bizarre. It is so... Very bizarre. And I didn't know, you know, I I don't know. I, I now feel like that's such an obvious answer. But for me personally, but I no, guess it's that not, is uh, sort not, of there. I, mean, I, I guess I just, I guess I was naive, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I feel guilty that my silence or my, um, like, championing of representation allowed... The first go around, and I think it was Eric Garner's death in St. Louis. Forgive me if I'm wrong. My intent is true. Uh, the first go around of Black Lives Matter that I well, kind Eric of Garner that was in New York, wasn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Um, but that uh, that first go around of the Black Lives Matter movement that I that it we just kind of let it like yes, you know, yes. Yes. And it is And a party thought, and we did it. <laughs> right. We got it. We we succeeded. Or like, oh, well, the the point was made. Where it's like, yes. no, it's not a exactly. point. It's exactly. a fucking it's a it's a ocean or a, I don't what am I it's like a something that has like to remain in motion for eternity. Yeah. Yes. Um and you know, like and I think I think you're on to that. I think that like there's become this like hyper awareness in a lot more ways since 2012 you know like the me too movement i think was 2012 or 13 um but like i wonder that too right like friend Leibowitz talks about it she was like from adam or from eve such a good show up until yeah pretend it's a city from eve up until about eight months ago being a woman was exactly the same yeah and uh I'm not here to like speak on the validity of that. I have no place to speak on it. But what I wonder is, is like, yeah, I do feel like we kind of live in a society where it's like, um, uh, take all women seriously. You know, she says like, you, you prove to me that she's wrong. Uh, are, you know, she says, she's like, are there women who will make up accusations and things like that? Sure. But prove to me they're wrong. Y- your job is to uh, investigate every claim. Follow through yeah. on every single. Take it seriously. Take all women seriously, and then yeah. and then you got to prove to me that she's wrong, because yeah. the the amount to which this is happening is like so. But what I wonder is 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 I feel like yeah, we've kind of gotten more of a take all women seriously thing. But then I wonder like for a for a, a lady working at a grocery store in Ames, Iowa, with like a guy who's trying to tell her like. She, he knows she's trying to pay the rent for her two kids. And if you would only go on a date with her, 
or fucking come into the back room for a little bit. He'd give her all the hours she needed. Right. Is, is anybody taking her seriously? Like, has right. that changed at all? Right. I. And I think, like, the other thing, too, is, like, so I feel like there's this, like, sensitivity and awareness about, like, uh, you know, tr- trans lives and, 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 and non-binary and, and, and all these things. But then my other answer to, like, and this is kind of sadly the inverse of this, is I don't think, uh, what's about, there is a staggering amount of people in this country who no longer cares about what happens to someone else. The idea, there used to be this thing in like the 70s and 80s. You'd see it in action movies. They're like, well, they're Americans. We can't let this happen. Dude. We got to go save these Americans. Yes, and I feel yeah. like if you told somebody, and I'm not picking on this state. It could be any state, to be honest. I'm just saying an example. If you told some group of people in Pennsylvania that these other people in Oregon are really going through a hard time, it just feels way more than it did in 2012 and 2002 and 1982 that they just wouldn't care. Right. They just are like, I don't know. That's not us. I don't give a fuck. Right. Like they just don't care. And, and uh, there are still people who do, there are millions of people who do, but as we saw, there's over 70 million people that after four years of what we had thought they wanted four more years than that. Yeah. So it's like this, I mean, we're just not, as for a guy who made it's, this a big part of his comedy understand. album, Rory, we're just not all in it together. <laughs> it's true. But you but you have to find that out. It, because the reality is, the, the bigger, broader statement of we're all in it together is all, it's true. It, it will always be the truth, no matter how divided we are. <laughs> it's right. still, we're still all in it together, but... It is, it is a, it's a, it's this fucking strange thing that I don't understand. For instance, it's undeniable what Ted Cruz did undeniable. while Texas was suffering. It's, it, undeniable. it's undeniable. It's undeniable that he tweeted out yesterday you, that they're you the party of the working it. class. It's undeniable that he tweeted yes. that out and his wife works for Goldman Sachs and the, and the king of their, and the king of their party his fa- he goes, we are not a party of country clubs. We're a party of hardworking blue-collar people. His wife works at fucking Goldman Sachs. They, yeah. they flew to Cancun on 24-hour notice to go yeah. to get away, and their king of their party literally lives in a country club. Yes, so the- and, he, and he spoke at the CPAC event, and when he was introduced and came out, he got a standing ovation. And I think what I don't understand is... I. I I think that maybe the word is integrity. I think that maybe a lot of people are no longer seeing the the value of of someone, the 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 backbone of someone. They they they're so you want you want to know what may and maybe this has always been the case, but something that feels like it has very much changed since 2012 is that now actions don't outweigh words. Now words are all that matters. All that matters. And and the truth, it doesn't matter what the truth of the facts is. Like, I'm not in the Republican Party. So Ted Cruz abandoned everyone in Texas. That's what he did. That's what that's he did it. And you can tell it. that he did it. And we all know why he did it. It's very, it seems very clear to me. Right. But if someone wants to go, well, I live in Texas and I I, th- I think it's okay that he did it. I'm I'm okay. It's like I, I just go, oh, I, I don't think you understand. Like I'm not expecting you to become more liberal or more liberal minded right. or no. elect someone who's nope. a liberal. But I just wonder, for instance, 
if I elected Beto O'Rourke, if I lived in Texas and I voted for him and he ousted Ted Cruz and he was the senator and he did this, do you think that I, someone who considers myself someone who has integrity right. to a degree, right? do you think I would go... I think it's fine that he abandoned those people. Do you think or you'd get on you both think, feet and applaud for him? Or do you think that I would go, let's fuck this dude up. Let's fuck him up. Right. But what, what Are we going to wash his feet? We're going to kiss this dude's feet? What are we doing? Right. He's just he's just a dude who fucking clearly doesn't care. And and like what you just said, like for Ted Cruz to go, we're just a blue-collar family and blue-collar party. You're not. But I know why you say that, because the people who are blue collar, they will listen to that and they will believe you. They will believe you because they don't need facts. They don't need, and I'm not saying this uh, of all blue collar, blue collar is not just the Republican Party, as as shocking as that may be to many people. That the 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 section of people who consider themselves blue collar and and by definition are blue collar, who believe that, they clearly don't need certain elements of the truth to inform themselves of their reality. They're willing to just be told what things are, and they are willing to go along with that. And I don't know what that is. It seems to me that it's very comforting to go. Oh, everybody around me, we all think the same thing. And I think that they don't understand that that's not patriotic. Patriotic is saying being the only person in the group to stand up and say, no, that's actually not right. Right. So, for instance, um, when you see someone like Colin Kaepernick, that's not, that's not a, that, like that, that to me is a, a wildly patriotic act. 100%. That's how I feel. To too. say, I think something's wrong. And this is my statement, my peaceful statement against it. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm I'm trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if I oh well, well, there's other ways to protest where I don't get your attention. I've got your attention now, but you aren't smart enough to understand the value of actions over words to understand the point of that protest. Right. And it isn't just, or you don't even understand what a protest is. Yeah, and it isn't just. Republicans. It's plenty of Democrats who are in office as well who do these horrible fucking things where it's like, fuck that. I don't sit here and go, I think Nancy Pelosi's amazing. Honestly, for me, and I'm sure there's good people in there, but for me, and I maybe I said it on this show, is that what those people who decided to storm the Capitol don't realize is that most normal people in this country also don't like most of the people in that building. This just isn't the way to go about it. Right. But it isn't like I'm sitting here going, oh, no, no, please don't don't get mad at those senators who have had nothing but time to give you your money back to help you. Right. Please. <laughs> please. Uh, no. Most of us are like, yeah, fuck all of them. But because we keep falling into this words game instead of this actions game... We're just doing the same thing. And when someone goes, yeah, but Biden did this, I would go, I'm not even going to sit here and go, no, you're wrong. I, he's great. <laughs> I voted for him. I, 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 I fully expect him to also fuck up. Right. The Don't, only thing happening okay right now is that I'm going, strike. you know what? Thank God I'm not reading these tweets. But if someone goes, you know what? Actually, not much has changed. I would go, 
than one, why are Republicans mad? And two, why the fuck aren't they changing? Right. That's what I would want to know. Right. Right. And just, I think it's two insane things to me. You, you, two things you hit on that I would say is like, somebody's like, what's changed a lot since 2012? I'd be like, we have a huge problem of exactly what you said, that elements of the truth no longer are, are elements of the truth can be removed to keep people's reality. And they, they're happy to live that way. And you have like yeah. the whole QAnon thing, right? Right. Another huge thing is somebody's like, what happened? Like, what's something I should know about in America since 2012? I would go, um, you're about to feel really mixed and sometimes weird and maybe even a little scared just by seeing the American flag. And that did yeah. not happen in 2012. Picture yourself, Roy. You're driving. It's 2006. You're driving anywhere in this country. You see somebody with three American flags just billowing off the back of their car or truck as they drive by. Your yeah. thought would be, well, that dude loves the beginning of Rocky Four. Like, that, <laughs> that person is, like, way into America. If you see that same thing now, you do not have... You, you might have part of that feeling, yeah. but you're also yeah. going to be like... What do they hate? What yeah. are they yes. mad about? That's that's and, and, and you and are, that's the American flag. It's been so spot warped. on. It's been so warped. Yes, I've yes. literally wanted to like. I've had times where I was like, "Is what are the odds I could get a campaign going where everyone that I'm uh, akin to, uh, yeah. social with, puts the American flag emoticon in their like handles on Twitter and Instagram?" Yes. So we just start yes. taking this back. So no longer yes. you don't have you don't know something Trumpish about somebody just because of the American flag. And I know I'm not alone yeah. in that idea, but like no, no. I, it, it is exactly the truth because it, it, you see it and 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 the, the, it's it, it is a flag and I know that there are people that are like yeah but I'm really into America and I got to show it because I have this flag and I want you to see this flag and I want I want when you see this flag to know I love this country. What you don't know is that. I don't have an American flag on my car. I don't have one waving out in front of my house. I have mm -hmm. nothing wrong with the American flag. I don't have an issue with people who are very into being an American and celebrating this country. But what I know what I do is that I pay my taxes. I make donations to certain charities and organizations. And I genuinely have a sense of compassion for people in this country who I want to be able to experience this country in the same way that I am afforded yep. to experience this country. That is why I love this country. I actually want to help it as much as I can so that other people can also love it. And I mm -hmm. think what you're saying is a lot of times you see this overly and falsely patriotic symbolism of like, I'm really into America. And if you ask me what that means, it means I want a lot of people not to be here anymore. Right. And I don't think that, that we agree yeah. on what you think America, you think that is America. And to me, that's not America because the lineage of my family is not from here. And it's is most there. of us. Right. Most of us are not from here. And I understand that other people go through horrific shit in wherever they may be from that they seek out a place where maybe they can have a better life because you have this life experience in whatever this reality is and they just go oh i'm constantly oh. advertised that this place is great and that the doors are open and i should that's th there's a dream to be had if i go there and i should go 
have that dream. And then they're immediately told, no, you get the fuck out of here because you weren't born here. You were born in another situation. I just, I, I can't believe there's so many patriots who, if their family was suffering, they wouldn't do whatever they could to help their family. Right. That's all anyone on this planet is, is doing. There's so many people that just want to take care of their family. They want to provide for their family. I don't understand why that is so hard to grasp. And I also can't understand why it is so difficult to understand that that is how you create a better world for yourself. Mm -hmm. If you help other people, you are selfishly giving yourself an amazing gift. You are making things easier, easier. and better for yourself. Yep. I but it's this, it's this me, I, I would say, whatever me, me, me culture you thought was here in 2012, we're at a boiling point now. Oh the me, 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 it yep. is, it is boiling over and it is, it's scary. It's genuinely scary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think there's just no, there's no good unity. There, there is some good unity, but there's a lot of bad unity. There's a lot of people who have been tied together by anger and ignorance and hate. Yeah. And did and, you did you read any of that about Zlatan uh, talking to about LeBron? Like athletes shouldn't be <laughs> they shouldn't be involved in politics. I saw this post on it, and then so many people being like, "Yeah, that's what they're supposed to." That's you know, I agree with Zlatan. Like, and I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I think I am Ibrahimovic. And they're like, you're, "Yeah, stay out of politics. This is what you're paid to do, and this is what you should do." And it's so bizarre that he he has that belief because he speaks up about racism in soccer and it's almost like well don't don't speak up about anything right. just play the sport and keep your head down right. but also all the people leaving comments on that post i was like none of you are social media celebrities so why are you on here leaving comments <laughs> just go to your jobs right you're not being paid to come onto instagram and leave a comment so don't. don't you don't get to have a voice because this isn't your job now if someone is a social media youtube star that, I guess, should be the only people that are allowed to post something on YouTube. I guess. That's it. Yeah. I love LeBron's response was, you know, great. Being like, well, no, I'm going to always use my voice on my platform. And that's just what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> so uh -huh. the people who have that, like, eh, you shouldn't be involved in politics. Do you have any idea that fucking things suck because other people are like, hey, why don't you let us handle it? <laughs> like, for instance, Daniel and I, if there's any listeners who disagree, and I bet you there isn't. But it, let's say there is. If you disagree, send Daniel and I all your money and let us just trust that we will take care of it for you. And sure. and 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 Daniel and I will get a certification that said we are officially allowed to handle money. Mm -hmm. We'll have it and and then and then you send it to us and just trust us. And then you just stay out of money because you don't work in money. <laughs> you work in something else. You do something else. You Daniel and I will handle your money. We'll take care of it. Just send us your money. It'll be fine. What is the difference in what I just said in a politician? Right. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. 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 Fucking eight years of law school or whatever the fuck. <laughs> is that the difference? Hey, I, I, well, let us take care of it. And trust me, your interests far exceed my friend who has a multi-billion dollar company and he needs me to erase some regulations so he can make some more money. Oh, yeah. And he said he would cut me in. He said he would cut me in if I did that. I don't care about him. Mm -mm. I care about you, you, person who doesn't give me anything, anything. but a vote. 
Oh, and also, wait, you want to keep your guns? I'll make sure you keep your guns. That were never going to be taken away. And now financially, you are fucked over. Yeah. It could not be more obvious to me. Me too. what, what, What do people not see? And I'm not talking Republican, Democrat. What do people just not see? Is it, aren't you going like a little crazy? How do people not well, I, see what all is the way so back, blatantly obvious? To go all the way back, Rory, I think that that standing ovation for Ted Cruz was a one-for-one one replacement of giving a finger to whatever the boogeyman liberal inside each of those persons' mind was. That's what it, it, it was less <laughs> yes. about Ted, because as yeah. far as I know, anybody who's ever met Ted hates him. Right. It was less about Ted and it was more about we're going to show those fucking liberals that they're we that that they don't we they don't affect their honest reporting of someone being a piece of shit does not affect (laughs) our view of a person on our team at all. Yeah. If you're on my team, Rory, and the other team came up to me at halftime and was like, hey, just so you know, um, the, the guy on your team, I'm like, Rory? Yeah. he's He told us all the plays you guys are going to run. I'd be like, what? And they're like, the guy on your team, Rory. Yeah, I love Rory. Yeah, he told us all the teams. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah? Well, watch this. Your team and then I go and put Rory on my fucking shoulders, and I'm like, best teammate ever. You fuckers. <laughs> you thought you'd fucking get me with your very accurate description of what Rory's done to fuck people over? Yeah. I love yeah. him. Like, we were just I trying love, to tell I you. Him. I'm going to jerk him off. I love him so much. We've never even gone to that weird place, but it's okay. We've touched cheeks. We've touched, We've touched cheeks. shaved cheeks. But, yeah, it's just like that's what that is, is I would yeah. rather – Saddle up next to somebody denying everything I know as long as it There's keeps pissing you off. Yes, I want to own, yeah, that phrase of owning the libs. It's like, I don't think you, I, you don't like, even, I just want things to get better for people. There isn't any part of me that is like, oh, I, I hope we own the Republicans. I hope we did something that makes them mad. I truly do not care. Right. Like, I don't sit here and go, I hope Biden doesn't send relief money to Texas. <laughs> the moment that he did it, I was almost like, and they were like, and he did it immediately. Not like Trump, who would have done these things. And I was like, how sad is it that we have to congratulate Biden for doing what any sane person not only should do, any but should have person. to do. Should have to do. Right. Is go, oh, there's an emergency in our country? Oh, then I'll help them. Okay, so that person who makes that decision, that person should put on a fucking American flag lapel. That person should have a flag in their front yard. The person who said, Americans need help, I I didn't ask if they were Republican or Democrat. I just said Americans. (laughs) That's all I asked. Right. Yeah. Oh, other people are coming here from another country who want to become American? Great, let's talk to them. Let's see what's going on. I'm I'm not denying that there's, you know, an immigration issue of people coming in i think there's a i think we don't have a system in place of figuring out how to welcome immigrants into our society in a way that not only works for them but also works right for us the solution is not fuck you and the solution isn't hey come in and do whatever and don't even tell us you're here solution (laughs) those are not the solutions in life is very rarely fuck you yeah yes it's actually never fuck you because if it's fuck you the solution will never solve this 
in porn. You're okay. That's in fair. porn, That's it fair. is not only the right. solution. Right. It's the script. It's <laughs> the script. It's the full script. Oh, man, Ron. <laughs> the Ron, only other thing I would tell you the is... The only other thing I would Popeye's say is Ron Trimbath. Popeye's that Chicken Sandwich. A, that came around. That's a porn name. Yeah. Ron, Ron Trimbath, Trimbath is a porn name. That's a porn name. Ron Trimbath. Water's fine. Yeah. This is someone named Ron who lived on... This is someone whose first dog was named Ron and lived on Trim Bath Lane. <laughs> that's who this is, and that's their porn name. Ron, you got us fired up, and uh, as you know, uh, that's easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> as you know, anything can we're, set we're us We're like off. a working Nerf gun. You put the batteries in us, we yeah. will shoot. We'll work. Mm-hmm. We will work. Um this is a great. It's a great question. It's a very simple one. What do you believe has changed the most about the U.S. in twenty twelve? And I and I, you know, I even said like there's a lot of obvious compassion answers, and then I end up giving what is probably an obvious answer. But I will say it did feel very therapeutic to talk about it. And you, sir, gave me that gift, and so I thank you, and I wish you well. Sincerely, your pen pals, Rory Scovel and Daniel Van Kirk. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girl Strip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film, how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life. So there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. Folks, we are in it with our small business ad we get space. Small business ads. We tell you, send us some stuff. Well, I just uh, got some we... more cookies, Rory. I have cookies to bring you from Three Best Bakery. But where, where are they? <laughs> They're at my house. Then bring them to okay, me. Okay, I will. They're really good. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin one of the flavors for you, but they're always so so delicious. Smash cookies. Um, Hey there, pals. I'm James Morton, and I'm a huge fan and consumer of your work. So is my wife, Ashley James Childers. And, Ashley. and we 
James and Ashley, and we often find ourselves at game nights and similar shenanigans with Dan. However, Rory, we adore you on Pen Pals, and we hail from the South Carolina upstate, so we're basically cousins. That could that could be true. <laughs> I'm a photographer, and I don't know if you guys heard, but last year was less than stellar for everyone except for the COVID virus. I have not heard. I began an Etsy shop called Recollection Photo, and it's a store to order prints celebrating the nostalgia of our youths, so video games, old school toys, and other splashes of yesteryear to decorate the house. Right now, uh, James and his wife, they are offering 30% off for pennies and pallers with the coupon code PENPALS2021. You might want to pick something up for Scott if he's talking old school toys and video games and stuff like that. This could be some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Yeah, guys, that's 30% off for pennies and pallers with coupon code PENPALS2021. What is the what is the site though? Oh, here we go. Yeah, if you just photo. go to www.recollectionphoto.store, or you can check on Instagram at recollection photo. He says, "Thanks for taking the time to read this, and thank you for all that you two do in some weird prophetic way. You two started the momentum for remote community building, and I'm sure many listeners can agree that it sort of prepared us." For the isolation of all that's going on, thank you and Godspeed. What am I even saying right now? <laughs> You're saying the right stuff, James. And if uh, anyone feels that Daniel and I had any part in helping create a community, so be it. So but be it. Uh, it, uh, it, I don't know that it solely would fall on us. I think everyone would agree with that. This has been a community where everyone's kind of added something to it, and mm-hmm. now you've done the same thing. So thank you for that 30% off discount code. If anyone's interested, check it out. And if you're not interested, pass it on. Help James and Ashley out um, with their Etsy recollection photo biz. Thank you. All right, we're, we're back. And I'm we're so back. tempted to play our our new mix, remix, remix of our cover, but I'm going to save it. Remix of covers. Maybe I won't let us hear it Re-mothers. again until we can actually have a dance party. All right, here we go. To my friends, Dan and Rory. Okay, I'll take that, of course. I'd like to make you aware of my favorite regional supernatural cryptid happening because it's a weird and wonderful place. In the Lehigh Valley region of eastern Pennsylvania, there is a rural desolate road named Constitution Drive. Sounds like the name of a movie. Um, That... Uh, by like Sam Mendes, that leads to a creepy... I, I, I added all that. I'm going to redo this. There's a rural desolate, desolate <laughs> road named Constitution Drive that leads to a creepy old house. For at least 30 years, rumors have swirled that the house holds a family of inbred feral albinos. That feels like a hat on an albino hat. Naturally, it has been a rite of passage among high school-age kids to go there at night and ring the doorbell. I sadly have never done it, but many of my friends have with zero supernatural casualties. Stories like this are very fun and woven into local cultures. So my question to you both, uh, to both of you, is do either of you recall any folklore from your respective necks of the woods? Thanks for everything. Your pal, Dan Ford, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, Dan Ford is a regular on the hub city shows and he's been a penny and a paller for a very long time as well as our live pen pals shows. So, and even dumb people town. So it's great to hear from Dan. Um, first of all, can I just say Roy that there's a part of me that is very sympathetic to this family getting woken up at all hours of the night. Yeah. That I feel like 
It's either, Wait, does someone live there? Uh, is it an abandoned house? Is it abandoned? It's a know. rural, desolate road that leads to a creepy old house. I bet it's abandoned. I bet there's no one living there. Has to be, right? I hope so, because otherwise you are correct. You, yeah. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you have like, mean friends. It's Rob Zombie's house. Did you have any houses that were just places, like, you know, n- not officially tourist attractions, but were haunted, like haunted houses? Everybody was scared of that house? I feel no, not that like the neighborhood was like, oh, this this house or that or whatever. There wasn't that in our neighborhood that I I recall. So Dan Ford at all. He sent us this letter because a couple stereo shows ago, you can listen to us on Mondays at four o'clock, uh, six o'clock Rochelle, Illinois time. Uh, Rory jumps in when he can. We I ta- we got a letter from somebody about cryptids, which I ended up I think figuring out were just like folklore creatures, like Loch Ness yeah, monster yeah. and Bigfoot and stuff like that. And then he he said something about a house, and I was like, "Shut up, shut up, Dan Ford. You need to write in." Also, I'm gonna out his ass. Dan Ford's also one of the people who knew a serial killer. Still hasn't Dan. written in about that. Still hasn't written in about that. Um, Dan, what is your goddamn problem? So I, in also, our so if your town is called Bethlehem, it's are you you're you're not better than everybody else. <laughs> also, <laughs> you're not going to heaven. More than everyone else. When I grew up, we were scared. They scared the grandkids by saying there was somebody named Mabel who lived in the upstairs at Grandma and Grandpa's house. And Mabel, Why did they do Mabel that? Mabel I mean, was going to get you. traumatizing. And then Uncle Jim, my grandma's brother, so my great uncle, I remember him like offering any one of us kids a dollar to go upstairs and turn off all the lights and then come back down and see if Mabel would get us. And not one of us took that dollar. I was terrified of Mabel. Yeah. Yeah. And this was like family sanctioned, Roar. And everybody knew that we were terrorizing these kids with with Mabel. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the last time I went home. Um, Did you just say terrifying? Terrifying. Yeah. Hashtag (laughs) terrifying. That's going in there. Terrifying should be a word. It it adds a little more to it. Yes. Stop terrifying these kids. it, It literally adds a zing. Right. Terrifying. Um, so Mabel was a thing. We did not have any houses. See, the thing is, too, like where I grew up, you were constantly in like abandoned houses and like structures and farms. Like you would just go play in these places. Yeah, but I didn't. We never had one of those haunted, and we didn't really have any cryptids either. Like, yeah, supernatural. Um, in Chicago, there's like Resurrection Mary, who's this girl who gets in your car. She's like, she's by Resurrection Cemetery and she gets in your car and asks what for a ride. F- and then when you get, after you drive with her for a while, she disappears. People have like supposedly picked her up throughout the decades. Um, you never heard of Resurrection Mary? No. Yeah. She's buried in Resurrection Cemetery and she's like, she shows up all in white, like looking for rides in the middle of the night. And then people like give her a ride and she's like upset and scared it's like a story of like she got abandoned at some dance and had to walk home and was like i don't know never found or something like that yeah and so i'm getting the story wrong just for anybody who, who's like yelling at their um zoom right now but like <laughs> zoom <laughs> but, but that's a that's the only like ghost thing that i definitely know of and, yeah but yeah, we didn't have like cryptids, but I think of this too is like 
the idea, right, that it wasn't just a haunted house. It was like a family of albinos and are inbred. And you're like, you just know that like decades of eighth graders around Dan Ford's life, like told this story and this is where they've landed now. Yes. Can I get, can I get wild for a second? Of course. So this to me goes back to like when we would hear things pre-internet. And you know the one about Richard Gere, right? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day. In order for that to be true, forget the sexual aspect. He would have to be somebody that doesn't care about animals. So you're telling me both of those things are true? You know what I'm saying? As like, why wouldn't you just be like, all right, I could buy that somebody's into some uh, butt play? Yeah. Trust me, I can definitely buy it. But... (laughs) You now want me to believe that he doesn't care about a animal's life. And that's where yeah. I'm like, that's where people should have gone. That seems like a pretty shitty thing to say about a person. Yeah. That they like wouldn't give a fuck about that little animal. Right. That's the monster part. Why did that why did that circulate? Why? Why did it? Can I, why can I ever it? bring this up? Why why does everyone from everywhere know it? Go why, why did literally everyone from everywhere go, uh, why does everyone mm-hmm. make that sound when someone's in trouble? Oh, if you grew a- up in the tip of Maine or you grew up in fucking Ooh. San Diego, someone gets in trouble, everyone goes, uh, okay, I have a theory about <laughs> why this is too. That, what is that? I have a theory about this too. Have you ever watched like... I want to say early to mid 70s sitcoms like later in your adult life or like even Carson, like mid the late 70s. Carson. Yeah, there was a thing that I think this is I have no research on this. It is just my own personal feeling. There is a thing. TV was still so new that the audience starts to figure out in the 70s that they are as much a part of this show as the show that's being performed. And it's unlike live theater. So yeah. some of these, and and the, it gets tampered down by the 80s and 90s and up to today. But like some of these times in the 70s, like someone in the audience, much like a concert, during a fucking Carson show, will like yell out to him. Love you, Johnny. Yeah. And they, yeah. and I think that like, this was a new experience. We do this, right? When we do our shows, we the audience is its own thing. I can't remember, the Sklars just said this. Was it Spade? Some fuck. I don't know. Somebody said that like for a comedian, the audience is the instrument. That's who we're playing. We don't. Yeah. That's our instrument, and we play that for high notes and low notes and big laughs and quiet moments. And so, um, I think that the audience was realizing, oh, we are a part of this. And so, my to come back to you, I think that audiences heard, audiences at home heard audiences at places react to. Three's company. Things, and they and go, they that's show. how you react. Yes. yes. Yeah. That would be my best That was their communicate. That's a very good guess. Ooh. I think that's a very good theory. Oh. Yeah. It's so, it's such a weird, oh. Like, even the first person who did that. What, what, how did you land on that being how you felt about someone else being mm-hmm. in trouble and like, oh, you're fucked. <laughs> like, and why, like, the taunting of it is so bizarre. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But I think it all is the same stuff of we just learn these things from each other. We've benefited yeah. from the internet. We've also had detriment to our lives from the internet. But yeah. pre-internet, we still found a way 
to be like, well, this is how we all feel about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, so strange. Dan. I know. Um, I love Dan, that little letter. I Please leave that goddamn something. family alone. Yeah. You know what else is weird? I Growing up, I always heard, I, and I think I have, maybe have said this on the show, but in the, the mental institution was called Marshall Pickens, where I grew up. What? And... That was Wait, like named after it was named after somebody, Marshall Pickens. I've never known of a real mental institution. I'm not I'm not um, casting aspersions on the fact that they exist. I just never the fact that you could casually be like, well, the mental institution, like maybe I I, I don't know maybe how that it would be titled that. Well, I know that. Right. I don't know if that's problematic, but come on, you know us by I, now. I, I, you know, somebody yeah, thinks you know that I mean. you're just casually throwing around yeah. like But I remember growing terms. up, someone people would talk about acid and they're like, Oh yeah, there was this one guy who the cops were about to bust him and he put the acid under his shirt and all the acid seeped into it. He was sweating. So the he got super fucked up, and now he is there basically permanently, thinking that he is like a giant glass of orange juice. And I remember, Rory, how do you get the orange juice? So, so <laughs> my whole life, I was like, like, oh, it's so crazy. And when I was in Bergen, Norway, doing a show in January of 2019. Uh, I was backstage with a bunch of comics, and uh, one of the comics, she said. Uh, she was telling me about some acid thing, and she goes, oh, yeah, and he, like, lives in this thing now. He did so much acid, he thinks he's a giant glass of orange juice. And I go, okay, so that's not true. And how is that the how thing that everyone the thing? was told everywhere? <laughs> Why? How did that catch on as, like, the, oh, yeah, no, that's he the, thinks he's a giant glass right. of orange juice. He did too much acid. That's so wild. Crazy. So crazy. So crazy. Anyways, I just wanted to add that in there. And I know Dan appreciates I it, love you know, it. being from the upstate. <laughs> um, oh, that Dan. Yeah, he probably does. Yeah. Too. Um, all right, Dan Ford. Uh, thanks for sending this in. Whenever you want to get around to what the hell went on with you and that serial killer. Read the fuck up. I mean, not that anything went on, but like that you knew them. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, knew, no. Okay. No, no, no. Thanks so much, buddy. We wish you well. Sincerely, your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk. A podcast network. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.